as we age, we become wiser, we become more comfortable with ourselves. We usually care less about what other people think, but we still want to be able to express ourselves in a way through our clothing that feels good, comfortable. It feels age appropriate, but also we should be able to partake in all the trends and all the fun things that are going. Welcome to Zestful Aging, where I talk with fascinating, talented, and influential guests who reflect on the adventures and challenges of aging and who are living their lives with vibrance and purpose. I'm your host, Nicole Christina, psychotherapist, writer, and Zestful Ager. And if you like this podcast, you'll love my companion course, Zestful Aging, Simple and Sustainable Habits for Health and Longevity. You'll have access to what I've learned from being a psychotherapist for 30 years and the latest research on what habits really matter and contribute to vibrant aging. Find out more at NicoleChristina.com. Well, I have my Jack Russell Terrier Sparky beside me, my coffee in my hand, so let's begin. Today we're going to take a little break from some of the heavier, more difficult themes we've been talking about lately, and we're going to have some fun. Today we're speaking with Jackie Terabeel, who started her career in New York City working in marketing and then fashion. When she moved upstate, she founded the Small Town Stylist, a fashion styling and wardrobe consulting business for both personal and commercial clients. She's going to help us answer the question, what am I going to wear today? Welcome to the show, Jackie. Thank you for having me. I'm I'm grateful to be with you. Oh, great. Well, there's there's a lot here, right? There's a lot mm-hmm. to talk about. And I guess, you know, where I'd like to start is, uh, you know, it is zestful aging. So our folks are 40, 45 and up. And I think that many of us are asking the question, you know, how do I find my personal style? I, I don't want to sort of look like I'm in college, but I also don't want to look sort of uh, like I'm not interested in fashion and style anymore. So how do you start um, helping people to find their style in this new phase of, of development? Right, right. Well, we're constantly evolving as people. And so our wardrobes also need to be evolving with us. They're an expression of who we are and who we are is always changing. And as we age, um, we become wiser, we become more comfortable with ourselves usually. Um, we usually care less about what other people think, but we still want to be able to express ourselves in a way through our clothing that feels good, comfortable, and um, and still feels, you know, doesn't feel, it feels age appropriate, but also we should be able to partake in all the trends and all the fun things that are going just because we're uh, over 45 doesn't mean that we can't enjoy those things as well. And so um, I find that the best place to start is just to really dig in and go into your closet and take a look at what's in there. Um, that's really the best way to start. Also, what I like to do with my clients, and you know, I have a lot of clients. In fact, most of my clients are 45 and older. I do have some that are younger, but um, I hear this all the time 
from my clients um, that I want to be appropriate, um, but I also want to look great. And um, so what do I do? So often a good place for us to start too is um, take a look at what you have, but also create an inspiration board for yourself. Um, because we always see those people out there in the news or online or even just like at the grocery store and we're like, wow, that person looks so pulled together. How can I look like that? So a great way to start is to kind of pull images, pictures together, whether it's virtually on a Pinterest board or physically cut out of magazines and put on a, a board in front of you to get a visual idea of what do I like? What am I drawn to? What makes me happy? That kind of thing. Mm -hmm. And then start, that's a good, good starting point. That sounds like a great idea. Um, you know, I'm thinking that it's a little tricky maybe at this age, because one of the themes that we're been talking about is many of us as women haven't really had the luxury of asking that question, what do I mm -hmm. like? We're asking, what is my kid like? What is my spouse like? What is my partner like? What is my boss like? What are my parents like? <laughs> yeah. And I'm wondering is, do you see people you work with get a little stuck and say, you know, it's sort of deer in the headlights. I, I don't even know at this point what I like. Oh, so much all the time. I mean, absolutely. And what's funny is that when I work with clients one on one in person, when I get into their closet, I always, always see a theme and a personal style. It's just that you're so close to it that you don't see it or you've been doing it for so long that you don't necessarily see it. So a lot of times it's there. Um, you just need a third party to come in and kind of tell you what it is. But I think normally if you, if you look at everything, you kind of look at everything that's in there as a, the whole, you'll find a theme in there. Um, usually we don't change what our tastes are completely just because we're getting older. You know, we still mm -hmm. have our favorites and our things that we like. So it's just a matter of taking those and then evolving them to who we are today and, and to match kind of like the modern tastes and the trends that are out there. But yeah, it's, yeah. it's hard. It's overwhelming. And again, it's like you're seeing the same thing over and over again. So you become kind of numb to it, mm -hmm. you know? Mm -hmm. And what are, ex can you give me some examples of what themes might be? Like, how would you describe if you looked like in my closet, for example, you'd see a lot of colorful clothes, a lot of linen, a lot mm -hmm. of stuff. But what, what are some of the themes? So do you have names for them? Yeah, I mean, it really just depends on what's in there. But you know, some people are a classic. So you've got a lot of classic pieces in there, like button down shirts and maybe khaki like pants. Tal Talbot's type. Yeah, exactly. That mm -hmm. kind of style. Um, then sometimes some people are bohemian, which, you know, is more um, kind of like flowy clothes, a lot of um, muted colors that are uh, kind of like uh, a lot of paisleys and that kind of thing. More clothes with less structure is usually more of a bohemian style. Um, you know, some people really love like a are more in like a seventies look. Um, that's a look sometimes goes along the lines of Bohemian. I see that kind of overlap a little. Um, for me personally, I like to consider myself maybe like a, uh, edgy, like a classic with like an edgy feel. So mm. edgy is more like 
trying out the trends and doing things that are a little bit different, wearing things that have a more modern cut to them and feel to them, but still keeping it in the classic thing. So like, for example, for me, you know, I tend to wear a lot of like jeans and black pants and classic pieces, but I always make sure that those pieces are in the most modern cut for the season. So I'm wearing a lot of um, fitted cropped pants right now, that kind of thing. So that's like more of an edgy, uh, you know, there's, I, I probably I could list a million different things, but um, you know, uh, there's a preppy look, which I think we can all kind of visualize what the preppy is, you know, um, uh, collared golf shirts and again, khakis and um, very classic, um, those kind of things. There's um, a glamorous look. So you probably would notice that person right away. Um, she's, Especially in, in Syracuse. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You don't see a lot of glamorous, but that's the but that's the thing. If you have a tendency to go for a glamorous feel and a glamorous look, you can still do that even in a place like Syracuse, New York, a small town. Um, there's just a certain way to do it. You know, you're not going to do full head to toe glamour, mm -hmm. but if you love sequins, there's no reason why you can't wear a sequin top um, underneath a blazer with jeans and um, look like a million bucks, but still um, look appropriate for where you are, you know? It sounds like what you do, there's a real psychological piece of it and, and really trying to get to who you are, who's mm -hmm. your client underneath, what you know, you talk about self-expression, how they see themselves, maybe mm -hmm. how confident they are. Um, it's pretty complex. <laughs> you know, I always tell people that my job is really 80% emotional support and 20%, you know, picking out clothes and doing the work in the closet. Because uh, especially for women, our clothing is so closely tied to our confidence, who we are as a person, mm -hmm. um, you know, our emotions, there's so much emotions going on with our clothing. And, um, and so a lot of it, yes, is just listening to um, that. And I think too, like what you said earlier about going in and not knowing, people go in like deer in the headlights and don't really know where to start. A lot of that has to do because maybe we, they don't actually know who they are right now as a person, you know, where they're changing, their kids are, are leaving the home, they're starting this new phase of their life. They're kind of figuring out who they really are and who they want to be right now. And that's the same thing we're doing with their clothes. We're just basically figuring out who they are and then how do we express that in what we're wearing. It can be, it, you know, it sounds to me like it could be a really exciting process. Mm -hmm. And as you say, sort of parallel, you know, the rest of our lives is coming into this new phase like, wow, I'm now I'm not running my kids to sports or I'm not doing the same kind of job or my relationship might be changing. There's so much newness. Mm -hmm. um, I can see this would really parallel. Well, you know, what do I want to wear now? And, mm -hmm. you know, what do I what do I I want to express. I'm also thinking about, you know, as someone who's worked with eating disorders for so long and seeing women be just chronically unhappy with their bodies, how do you, how do you handle the self-criticism um, that many women, I'm sure, express about, oh, I can't wear that, I'm too fill in the blank? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, um, oftentimes, um, 
that's what's been holding them back all this time is the self-doubt. And when people finally make the appointment with me or reach out to me, they're usually at the point where they're like, I have to do something. I need to change something in my life. And so it is a big deal. And where I come from as a stylist is not in a place of making you something you're not or making you wear things that make you uncomfortable. I want to find what is comfortable for you. And as long as things fit well, we're getting the right sizes, we're having things tailored for where you are right now. Um, I, I, it's really important to me that women don't say, oh, I'm gonna keep these old clothes for whatever reason, or, mm -hmm. you know, I just, they, I wanna know where you are right now, that's what we're gonna work with, mm -hmm. because we can't worry about who you were before, and we can't worry about what you're gonna do in the future. We can only deal with who you are right now and make the most of what you have. And regardless of body type, body size, everybody's beautiful. Everybody has something about them that is beautiful and that we can accentuate and make the most of. The things that we don't like about ourselves, we don't have to focus on those. We can just focus on the things that we love. And I like to go in and tell women and give them the support of like, these are great things that you have about you. Don't focus on what you don't like. Let's focus on mm -hmm. what you love. And mm -hmm. there's a lot to love and let's figure what that is out. And I find that many of my clients follow up with me saying that it was a wonderful experience for them. They didn't feel judged. They were able to feel confident and that mm -hmm. they go out every day and feel so confident when they go out and it's changed their lives in that way. And it's so fulfilling. And I feel like it's very important. It sounds so much more meaningful than just kind of, you know, getting the right colors for your complexion. It's It sounds like it's really about self-acceptance. And there's almost like this mindfulness component to it. Like, we're here now. We're not thinking about, you know, if you're on some kind of crazy weight loss diet mm -hmm. or how you were 15 years ago right. or whatever. It's right now. And this is what we got. And, and that's such an important message for mental health. Yeah. Yeah, and what I do find too is that often um, women who take the time to do this process with me, um, even if we just pick out a couple of different outfits, it's like when they put on those outfits, they feel good and they go out and do good things in the world. So it just kind of ripple effect of positively affecting their lives and then they mm. end up doing more at work or they end up being more present with their family because they're not worried about the things that they were worried about before about like I'm not comfortable in this these pants or mm -hmm. you know people are looking at me because I I don't look good they're judging me they don't have to worry about that stuff they they feel confident so they go and and make big differences in their lives and I mean that's really what it's all about is I want women to not have to worry about these things they've took the time to put the work in to get the outfits together that they that they know they love now they have the brain space to do all the other things that are important to oh them. Oh my gosh, that's, you know, that's been such a message for me with working with people with eating concerns, mm -hmm. eating and body concerns, like how much time are you wasting here? And you've got these talents and skills that are going um, unused because you're so worried mm -hmm. about not eating carbs or whatever. Right. Oh, that's, that's, that sounds so important. Now, you know, it seems to me that you must have made some uh, 
changes along the way. If, you know, working in New York City in the fashion industry, I'm going to just take a wild guess that this is a message that wouldn't necessarily fit for some of the models and some of the high um, high fashion folks mm -hmm. that you had worked with in the city. Yeah, I mean, um, one of the things... There, working in the city in fashion was a lot of fun. It was a wonderful experience. But I will say that one of the reasons why I was so glad to come up here and to be able to do work outside of the city and the industry, and of course that was, you know, um, 19 years ago that I was working in New York. So it was a, a lot has changed since then. But um, I really just didn't like the judgmental nature of that industry. And I also just felt like, um, I wanted it to be accessible to everyone else. You know, I had some training and I, I, you know, went and worked in the industry. So I had on the job training in style and fashion, but I also had a very stylish mother growing up who taught me by example, how to kind of look at things and put things together and the importance of feeling good about yourself and looking good. And so for me, um, it was innate how to look at these fashion magazines and then I could pull pieces from it and apply it to my outfit. That just was something that just came naturally to me. But I realized that for other women, that wasn't the case, that they were looking at these magazines and feeling like, well, I could never do that or I could mm -hmm. never wear any of those things. And I knew that just mm -hmm. wasn't true. And so... Um, you were you were a critical consumer and much more savvy, it sounds like. You, you knew enough to say, look, you know, 0 0.05 of the population looks like mm -hmm. this. But I really like that that jacket and that would look great with something you know you right. you were able to detach from a lot of maybe the toxic messages mm -hmm. yes yeah I, I I guess I was and also when I left there physically removing myself from that too was also I think um, you know if I had stayed and worked in the industry I don't know what I would be like today but I do know that being able to to walk away from that and then look back also gave me a perspective that is something that I can apply to my life now and to my clients. Mm -hmm. That's, that's really interesting. You know, the idea of looking at fashion, um, with some sense of, I don't know, what's the word, I, I, I guess, confidence or sort of, um, self-awareness and saying, you know, I don't want to look like, you know, I'm starving mm -hmm. and, and just living on coffee, but um, I do appreciate how this designer uses color or texture. I think that that, I'm going to say, you know, I think that that's kind of rare that many women, you know, talk about looking at Vogue or some other magazine and at the end just feeling worse because they're never mm -hmm. going to attain the, these uh, these kind of um kind of goals that, yeah that, yeah i mean it's mm -hmm. an unrealistic unattainable mm -hmm. thing um for most of the population and so why are we it's just adding to that critical voice in our head mm -hmm. that's saying you're not good enough and we know that's not true 
Um, so I enjoy that part of my job where I say to women, you are good enough. And if you like that, that's okay. We can make that work for we you. We can work for it. Yeah. It. yeah. Yeah. So would you take us through, like you talked about looking at, the first step might be looking at your closet and saying, what are the overall themes here? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, is it flowy? Is it is it fitted? Is it is it black and white? Is it colorful? And um, and then what might somebody else? What might someone do as like the the second step? Okay, I've got this this theme here, but I want to try different looks. I want to step out of my comfort zone. What would the next step be? Well, what you need to do is we all prob- have like a pre. Uh, we have things that we wear together all the time, so you need to start looking at those pieces. In a, as individual pieces, not as part of what you were doing before. You know, I always wear this shirt with these pants, and that's mm. just the way it is. Mm-hmm. You have to look at it more of a separate thing. And then really what you need to do is, and this is so hard for people to do because it can be, again, emotionally hard, not just physically hard, but you need to take an honest look and try on the clothes and make sure that it fits and be honest with yourself about does this fit my body? And if not, can I get it tailored to fit my body? And if not, I have to let it go because it's not serving me and it's not making me feel good. And then you need to create piles. Um, Anything that's really worn and can't be donated can go in the toss pile. Anything that doesn't work for you anymore, for whatever reason, you need to put in a donation pile. And then you have your put back in the closet pile Mm-hmm. that um, is going to go back in the closet and then you can start making outfits with those pieces. But if you don't know what's in there and you don't know what fits and feels good, mm-hmm. you're never going to be able to put do the next step of putting different outfits together. Mm, sounds like what you're saying is ultimately you need a little imagination Mm -hmm. and also trying something different like I always wear this shirt and pants why don't I try this shirt with this skirt and and have a totally different necklace that I've never paired and so there's this like trial and error piece of it Mm -hmm. yeah absolutely I mean it's not going to happen overnight you know Um, you're going to have to put the time in and again like I said most of the time by the time somebody calls me they're they've kind of tried it themselves and they haven't been able to really, um, you know, commit to doing the work. And so I'm there as the accountability piece too for them to actually do the work because it is work, Mm -hmm. but it's definitely worth the effort in the end. Yeah. Oh, for sure. I I wonder if you could speak to um, the trend of minimalism now. And and I know that um, you've read about this, but the idea that you should have some basic outfit. I know Steve Jobs was famous for his black turtleneck and his jeans. What are your thoughts about women sort of having a signature um, look, but with very few pieces? What are, what are your thoughts about that? Well, I think that it's a great way to start. Um, and I think if it works for you, I think that's great. I mean, it really, it's kind of like the choice overload that we experience where we have so many choices and then we just Mm -hmm. don't, we just paralyze, we don't make any choices. So it stops us from doing anything. So if that's what is going to make you move ahead, then I think it's great. I mean, really 
if you look at your closet, you probably do have a few go-to outfits or a few go-to pieces that you wear most of the time. They say mm -hmm. you only wear 20% of your wardrobe 80% of the time. Mm -hmm. And it's so true. So I think that minimalism is great. Um, I love the idea of people creating a capsule wardrobe for each season. So you have, let's say, 25 pieces that you mix and match into outfits, and those are the only pieces that you wear. Ah. Um, it allows you the freedom to just not have to choose from so many different things. You just Everything you need is right there. Um, but I don't like it if it's something that stresses you out, like, oh my goodness, how am I going to create this 25-piece wardrobe? <laughs> and I'm stressing out about it. That's not the point. The point is to make it simple for you. So if that's something that doesn't make life simple for you, then, you know, don't do it. Do what works for you. Um, but, you know, and there's a lot of resources online to help you figure out how to create that capsule wardrobe because it is, um, you know, the last several years it's been a bit of a trend and I think it's a good one, you know. Mm -hmm. Do you have a capsule wardrobe? I do not have a capsule wardrobe, but I will say that I do have a, uh, if you might call it a signature look, look or a mm -hmm. favorite look that is always my go-to when I'm not sure what to do. Mm -hmm. So I love a good basic blazer and I have a few in my closet, probably more than most people. I have maybe like five blazer alternatives. So a couple are blazers, a couple are jackets type of thing. And what I like to do is even on days when I'm just, um, you know, working from home in a t-shirt and jeans, if I need to feel more confident or if I'm going somewhere, I know that I can pull out one of these blazers, put it over my outfit, and it'll elevate what I'm wearing and I feel pulled together and like when I go out that I'm feeling confident that I don't look like I'm just wearing t-shirt and jeans. I've got a styled look. And mm -hmm. it's funny because um, I'll be at, you know, the grocery store and someone will say, oh, you must have had a meeting today because you look great. Mm -hmm. And in my head, I'm thinking the only thing I did was put on a blazer. But, mm -hmm. you know, it kind of pulls everything together. So for me personally, that's the piece that is my go-to. And, um, you know, so whenever I, I need something that I know is going to work for me, that's where I go. I find that a beautiful scarf, too, can mm -hmm. really elevate a look. Um, Absolutely. So sometimes I'll, you know, if something's looking too plain, um, I'll throw on a really colorful, beautiful, rich-looking scarf. And that, yeah. that sort of brings it up. Do you want to uh, say anything about another trend, which is my personal favorite, which is shopping consignment? Mm -hmm. um, what are your thoughts about that for, for people who um, are trying to find their their kind of current signature look mm -hmm. well what I love about shopping consignment two things number one when you shop consignment versus like a flea market or a um, thrift shop most of those pieces have been curated and chosen by the shop owner so you know that they're in good shape you know that they've been cleaned um, so you're getting secondhand looks but you know that they're kind of like a better quality and the other thing I like about that is that you can that allows you to really try some trendier pieces or something that you might normally shy away from but you're like you know what I really like that look on other people I just don't know if it would work for me it allows you to try that at a lower price point 
um, so that if you don't end up liking it, then you can say, okay, well, you know what, I tried it, but I didn't spend full retail to get this mm-hmm. look. Mm-hmm. And uh, again, third, I guess, is of course, the it feels wonderful to reuse things and give them another life um, versus just this throwaway society that we have where we're constantly just buying things and then throwing away. It's like great for the environment. Um, there's the movement now of, um, you know, uh, fashion that's not throwaway, and, and I really love that. So, mm-hmm. yeah, that brings me to another question I have about this idea of buying less but higher quality. Mm-hmm. Is that something that is part of your philosophy of maybe spending more, even if it's an, at a consignment? Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I, I love Eileen Fisher clothes, but they're prohibitively yes. expensive. And to buy those consignment um, are still much more expensive than sort of a Target Target brand. Do you What's your experience in terms of these things actually lasting longer? Is that is that um, really true that some of the, the higher priced clothes are made better, or is it more about advertising and sort of image? Yeah. Well, um, you know, there's a lot of tr- brands that are trusted out there, but I would say for me personally, I I do have found and I do believe that a lot of the um, more expensive brands and of course, you know, and the trusted brands that are out there um, do last longer and are better quality and are worth the money. Not, but not for everything. So, um, but, but they usually, you know, they're more expensive usually because they're buying higher quality wool. They're, um, the stitching and the way that they put the clothing together is mm-hmm. better quality, is stronger. So in, Usually they will last longer and also it depends on how you care for them. I find that when people invest a lot of money in the pieces, they tend to care for them better. Mm -hmm. Um, And so it just kind of like naturally they last longer. Um, Also, I found that when you, the more expensive the piece, the more true to size everything is. Mm -hmm. So, um, you know, that feels good because the cuts are usually better. Um, and, and it's more true to size, so you're not trying to figure out what size you're in. If you are always wearing a size 10 trouser in that brand, it's going to be consistent throughout, which is nice. Um, mm-hmm. But for me personally, although, yes, I will recommend to buy your basic pieces and the pieces that you're going to wear more often, make sure that they're good quality and that will tend to be more expensive pieces. Um, I I don't believe that for like trendy pieces or um, things that you know you're going to only wear for a season and then you're going to get tired of them. So if there's a, a trend for... Um, you know, like a color that's very on trend, like that marigold color is very on trend. It's been on trend since the spring and I love it. But I do know that like in a year or so, I'm going to be tired of that, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, I'm probably not going to want to be wearing that or another color is going to come in. So when I buy those pieces like a blouse or something, I'm going to buy them in a lower price point so that I can get my per wear, um, cost keep it low and then that way I won't feel bad when I want to move on to another trend and donate that piece that yeah I think that's great advice you know what I found and I don't know if this is consistent with what you're saying but I I find that things that are higher quality and and higher cost 
uh, one thing I notice immediately is the quality of the buttons. Mm-hmm. And if you go to like a Target or wherever, those kind of things, the buttons are, you can just tell, are really cheap. And um, I've actually been known to take some pieces that I like and change the buttons out. Yeah. And it really makes it look nicer. It does. And those are the kinds of things that we can do, that people can do, and that I recommend people do all the time, um, is change out the buttons. Or, uh, you know, you can um, change the lining inside a jacket to make it to make it last longer, you know? Um, like if you have a jacket that you wear all the time and the lining is ripping, you don't need to get rid of that jacket. You can ah. just replace the lining. But also, yes, the buttons and the details and that kind of thing, those are simple things that can be changed. So if you find something that you love it's a great color it fits you like a glove but you just don't like the buttons on it or you know some of the little like the zipper pulls and that kind of thing those can all be changed and very easily if you can't do it you can bring it to a tailor and they can do it for you so those that's a great detail and definitely true but yes the zippers often are are cheaper and you can tell that right away. So, mm-hmm. it sounds like a good tailor is a woman's best friend. Oh, it's absolutely. Well, my number one uh, is that you, you know when when I follow up with my clients, I always say make sure that you get a good tailor because not everything needs to be tailored, but there are things that are definitely going to be need to be tailored, and you'll be much happier for it. And then also um, great undergarments. And um, I think too for. Uh, women as we age, uh, having a great undergarment um, is just really, really even more important. And what's an example of a great undergarment? Well, it's just a well, let's say, um, you know, for women, you need a great fitting bra, one that supports you and one that Mm -hmm. feels comfortable. um, Because most women are wearing the wrong size. And so we have a wonderful store here in Syracuse that I always send my clients to and they'll do a fitting with you and make sure that you're in the right size because if you're not wearing the if you're wearing the wrong bra and you're wearing the wrong undergarments then you can have the greatest outfit on top of that but it's mm-hmm. not going to fit you properly and it's not going to look its best if you're not wearing those um, properly fitted pieces underneath. Mhm. Yeah, and you can, I mean, you, you, it, it just makes you stand taller when you, you know, when you're wearing the right pieces. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I love that. Well, is there anything that we haven't covered that you'd like to share with our listeners about uh, styling themselves uh, over, you know, as we are post-middle age mm-hmm. and um, into this new sort of phase of our lives. Any other last uh, pieces of advice? Yeah, I would say, um, I want to say to them that, you know, it's never too late to try something new. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the things that I always tell my clients when they say, oh, I can't wear that. I can't wear that. I mm-hmm. say, why don't you give it a try for one day? And at the end of the day, if you still feel like that's not me, then okay, don't wear it again. But I guarantee if you do give it a try, you probably will receive some compliments and you'll think at the end of the day, wow, I was able to do that. I felt great in it. But you're missing out if you don't just give it a try. And so um, I wouldn't want us to say, oh, I'm too old for that or I can't pull that off or I can't do that. Just give it a try and see what happens. The worst case is you don't wear it again. And the best case is you've just expanded your wardrobe and you found something new that you feel great in. 
It sounds like there's this aspect, and I can hear it in your voice, that there's a, sh- this should be fun. Yes. This should be experimenting and like, hey, does this work? Hey, it actually does work. It surprises me or, oh, no, I was right. That's not me. I mean, there's this experimentation. There's this, like this, um, uh, the trial and error. It has this uh, excitement to it. Yeah, it should. I mean, it should. Um, you know, clothing and fashion, and as much as we're talking about how important it is to us and our, and how emotionally we're tied to it, at the end of the day, it's really just fun. It's not anything super serious, and so we should be having fun with it. And I think there's a um, an element of fear that people have, like that I don't want to look like I'm trying too hard, or maybe caring about how I look is frivolous, and I'm not a, a you know a a smart, thoughtful person if all I'm thinking about is my clothes. But I don't believe that at all. I believe that clothing are an exp- is an expression of who we are. And you're showing other people respect when you take care of yourselves and show, your, show them that you respect yourself. And so why not have fun? Um, you know, nobody ever died because they wore the wrong color jacket, <laughs> right? So, I mean, w- well, you shouldn't take it's it so okay. seriously. We should be enjoying this. We have to get dressed every day. So why not have fun? Mm-hmm. I love that. And especially in these kind of uh, heavy times mm-hmm. and times of anxiety. I mean, that might be just a, a part of your life that you can celebrate mm-hmm. and say, oh, let me try this today. Yeah, absolutely. That's lovely. Thanks so much for talking with us today, Jackie. I think you really, um, you know, there was so much here. It's not just about picking out the right color to, you know, bring out the color of your eyes. Mm-hmm. There's there's a lot here, and, and I'm hoping that our audience will will do a little bit of experimenting and have some fun based on some of your advice. Yes, me too. Thank you so much for joining us on Zestful Aging. If you like the podcast, please share it with some of your friends. I love to hear from my listeners. Send me an email at NicoleChristina.com. In this phase of our lives, we're more aware that our time is precious, and we certainly don't want to waste it taking care of stuff that we no longer need, left over from a life that we are no longer living. We know we would feel better with less clutter and more open space, but we don't know how to get there. If this sounds familiar, I'd love you to check out the online course I've developed with professional organizer and designer, Carrie Luteran. This course is different than others you may have tried because we give you clear steps to deal with the clutter and tools to help you face the overwhelm and feelings that come up when you're going through your clutter. It's practical and realistic, and the lessons are short and punchy and very manageable, but it has the power to change your life. We all deserve to live in a peaceful home without the chaos of too much stuff. Find out more at NicoleChristina.com. And stay tuned next week for another interview with a fascinating and inspiring guest. See you then.